Hi, Hi bestie. bestie. Welcome to another episode of Buckle Up, Bestie. I'm Roisin. And I'm Amy. And today we delve into some unsolved mysteries from around the world, uh, mostly America, but also Australia, so kind of world. Yeah, and Russia. We, and Russia. Mm. And we review a curry ketchup, um, kind of blows our socks off. We haven't been right since, so we'll kind yeah. of let you decide what blows you want on that. In a bad way, yeah, know, really, that kind of in, a, in the most terrible way, I would say, <laughs> in the most terrifying way of all. Um, and then at the end, we have our lovely Agni and section, and then we have we answer our tarot card reading for one of our lovely listeners, yeah. Um, a new fan favorite, actually, a new fan favorite. We are getting lots of responses to it. Do keep your questions coming in. We really hope you enjoy this episode. We had lots and lots of laughs. We think the sauce might have done something to us because we haven't been right since. We, I honestly think we have been spiked. It took a while to kick in. Yeah, but it's the it's the spice. Well, here we are. Yeah. Anyway, Bessie, on the roof. Bessie, we have to go because we're not feeling too fresh. No, after I the think I need to walk outside. So we really hope you enjoy the episode, Besties. Taste the um sweet curry or spicy curry, whatever the hell it is, ketchup curry at your own risk. Yeah. And buckle up, Bestie. <laughs> Well, Rosie Posey Ozzy, tell me all about your week. All about my week. What did I do this week? Like, I honestly so feel like, like, literally last week I said, when I started writing things down, do you think I wrote one thing down? I know. Um, My week was pretty chill. Um, At the weekend, I went out on Sunday and watched All Ireland. You did. Was out for um, a memorial match as well. That was good. Yeah. Um, And then on Saturday night, I had drinks with Mrs. Bestie across the room. Oh, it was me? Yeah. <laughs> was me I, too. Was I there? Let me tell you, it was you. Yeah. We had a great night. We actually did film a little bonus ep. Yeah. Mm. Who knows when that'll be out. Yeah, so surprise, surprise. It could already be out by the time that this is out. Yeah, it could know. be. Um, but how was your week? Anything of note to kind of tell or? Jesus, not really. My parents left me for a few days, so had my nephew over. The fact that sorry, you sent a photo of your nephew in a dressing gown and a towel on his head, and it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. I love when little he kids do that. He's just so funny. He I, said to me last night, I was up in his house, and he was like, um, "When you know that he's out, like he's on some holidays at the minute for school," and he was like, "When's your holidays from work?" And I was oh, like, Oh, I wish, hon. I was like, Oh, I haven't booked in holidays yet. And he goes, No, but like, when are they? And I was like, Oh, I was like, No, no, it's not like school. Like, you don't just get two months off, unfortunately. And he was like, So what do you do? And I was like, Well, I have to book in holidays. And he was like, Why? And I was like, I don't know. You just have to tell people, I suppose. And he was like, But like, when is it? And like, Can you come here for a sleepover and all? I was like, Ah. And like, isn't it mad that we go to school just yeah. to have to work every single day of our lives? First of all, we've put through hell. And then we have to work every single day of our lives. For tokens. And we get, like, two weeks off. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes you can't even take the two weeks together. And, like, I like my job now, which I'm really lucky, but there's been jobs in the past I've absolutely hated. I love my job, but could it be a half day every day? Fair enough. So kind of a... a Part-time, but paid full-time. I'm sure I could kind of get something going. I'm sure I could contact some counsellor in Tolo and say, listen, this is what's going to be. Just his initials begin a W and a P. <laughs> you know who you're talking about, Snell's Nan. <laughs> Get on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we had a great night, Saturday night row between us. Now, we did rip the arsehole out of it. I was poor hungover on Sunday. Were you? I was actually grand. Well... Well, you went sorry, to sorry, against sorry, me. Sorry, no, no, I, mean I was bad. hungover on Monday. Mm. Yeah, that's because I was drinking for two days. I feel like that's why you're flustered today as well. Probably, you yeah. You are catching up on I was head. a bit of a... T- and, like, w- I was working today and I looked at there at my phone and it was, like, six o'clock. And I was like, oh, my God, shit. And, and I, I just felt like all your voice messages to me throughout the day were just flustered. Kind of a bit scatty. Yeah, I am a bit scatty sometimes. And, like... I don't know how, to, like, it's just weird, isn't it? And sometimes I get stressed about something and then I'll just feel a little bit scatty. Yeah. But that's only when I have a, I have to have a drink at the weekend. Like, yeah. I, I think I just wouldn't drink. I know, and then two days in a row. Do you I know, know? That kind I of... I wasn't actually going to drink for Sunday and then when I was there, I was like, oh, fuck it. Ah, fuck it. But, like, this weekend's a bank holiday. I have a hen party on Saturday night. Shout out to Michaela, she listens. Oh, my yeah. My friend Michaela. Right to be. Yeah, my friend Michaela's 
hen party is on Saturday in Wexford, so I'm absolutely buzzing for that. That would be great. So I'm just de- dead fat, but like I trying to keep up with these girls is going to be a fucking mm. task, but I'm sure I'll do it. They like it though. Um, and then on, so I'm gonna try not drink for two days because I just feel like I'll be my mental health is just unstable, and then I give out about it been bad like who did at least so you have the like next weekend's my call so you have the monday to recover that's so true yeah monday to be scatty yeah but anyway mister look anything else to note or no i feel like we need to start bringing something to the weekly catch-up we though, do. because i mean our lives are boring as hell maybe during the weekly catch-up we can bring a riddle okay someone can bring a riddle each week well I'll let you start with that next week. Yeah, I do. I I actually have a few on top of my head that we could do for next week. Perfect. Okay, miss. Right. I'll see you next week, so I was getting mixed up, sorry, with a riddle and a limerick. Oh yeah, no limerick's kinda of more like a poem like a like a yeah. rhyming poem. Yeah. But riddle is I'll tell you something if you guess what it is. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm into a riddle. Get ready. Well, miss, topic of the week time. I'm buzzing. I love when it's your week. So this week I was kind of thinking to myself, I was like, what do I really love? Like, what would I be really interested in talking about? Is the topic me again? It is. It's, <laughs> it's 10 things about Amy O'Reilly. <laughs> um, this week, the title of the topic of the week is Unsolved Mysteries and Murders from Around the World. That's now a shark you... attack. I'm trying to think of... Oh, it's kind of a sexy shark attack. Oh, yeah, it's right. kind of like... Shark in a cat suit, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Any sharks in a cat suit out there do hit us up. Um, okay, can you hit me with the title again? Cause uh, unsolved mysteries and murders from around the world. Shit, now that is a bit of you. Now from around the world is a bit stretch. I think there's maybe one or two that is in America. But sure, look, it kind of blends yeah, in. Yeah, you know, like how like they all are really in America. Those crazy cats. They fucking are. Um, some of these are ones I've heard of before. Some of them are a couple of them I haven't heard before, but I saw them on every site I looked at. Okay. And I, I, how many are you bringing to us? I think there's nine. Right, mm-hmm. Jesus. So, yeah, I'll dive in. I better buckle up, yeah, bestie. Yeah, buckle up, bestie. So, number one, the incident at Diet Love Pass. Now, it's D-Y-A-T-L-O-V Pass. Um, it is Russia, in Russia. But mm-hmm. I just, so that's how I can't get the pronunciation. Yeah. So, Diagonally. Di- exactly. Yeah. So, in February 1959, um, nine skiers, as well as ski hikers, um, died mysteriously in the mountains of what is now Russia. Um, so they had basically set up camp on a slope and they enjoyed their dinner and then were getting ready for some sleep. But something went wrong because the group just never turned up. All nine did up. Yeah, all nine of them. So then on October 26th, searchers found hike- the hikers' abandoned tent, which had been ripped open from the inside. Um, and then surrounding the tent, there was footprints left by the group. So some of the footprints looked like they were in socks. Some looked like they were in one single shoe, and then some of them were barefoot. So it's like maybe when they were, like, did running. they find this tent? So the incident happened in the it done the first night of February. So the incident happened on February first, and then they actually found the tent on February twenty sixth. And the footprints were still there in the snow. Yeah. So there was no fresh snow. Must have been no fresh snow. That's a good observation, actually, Miss. So then, Jeez. basically, CSI O'Reilly C- over here. Have you ever talked about joining the a detective? CSI the FBI. Well, that's something now it's worth to think about. Yeah. Um, that's where the first two bodies were found. Um, they were found shoeless and only wearing underwear. Oh, so they found the bodies. So the two bodies. <gasps> so the first two How bodies far were from found. The um, at the, at the edge of a nearby wood. So it doesn't say actually how close to tent was right. but that's just first two people right and what was up with them um so that's where the first two bodies were found and the scenes basically when they found them they were like they thought was hypothermia right kind of just based on looking at them but then as the medical examiners like were looking at their bodies um they were able to kind of distinguish that this wasn't hypothermia then they eventually found the other seven <gasps> and they were able to kind of come to terms that this wasn't hypothermia where um, did they find the other seven, pray tell? It doesn't say. They kind of, as they were kind of walking around further, they found Come the bodies across. along the way. Right. Um. So, in fact, the evidence made no sense at all. One body died of blunt force trauma, mm. uh, consistent with a brutal assault. Another had third degree burns. Uh, one had been vomiting blood. And one was missing their tongue. Oh! <gasps> 
What happened, Rose? So theories floated that are floating around are KGB interference. Um, What's that? Drug overdose. KGB is kind of like... Um, they're basically... The KGB was the main security agency for the Soviet Union. I don't know why they would attack these people. It doesn't say that... Like, that any of them were involved. That any of them were involved with KGB. Um, or, so KGB interference, drug overdose, um, UFOs, uh, or just a Russian version of a Yeti. But it's never been able to be solved. They, they can't but whatever tell. it was that did the attacking was inside in the tank. Well... They never came out and said that, but it was ripped from the inside out. So presumably, whatever it was, ripped it open the tent. And like the fact that everybody had, everyone died from kind of different wounds. Not like not like not everybody had the same, like yeah, kind of suppose cause of death. So that's why they just haven't been able to solve it. But you it. know the drugs one could be a viable lead because like blunt force trauma, she could have fell, hit her head off. Third degree burns though. Anyway, I'll, I'll move on. So this one is called Do the Pollock Sisters Prove Reincarnation? So today, 24% of Americans actually believe in reincarnation, which I I can't say I don't. Like, it's not, I, I don't disbelieve it. Mm. Like, do you believe in it? No, I think we spoke about this before. Yeah, we did. I mean, I think it's a fun thing to say, oh, like, he's back around or, or he was out before and all, but like, I don't truly believe that. So this is the Pollock sisters then. Right. People are, Where are they from? They are from uh, America. Pollock is an awful surname, isn't it? Oh, excuse me. That's a lie. They're from England. Yeah, Pollock's more of an English name. Yeah. Um, in, so in 1957, uh, two sisters, Joanna and Jacqueline, um, died in a tragic car accident. One, uh, Joanna was 11, Jacqueline was 6. Uh, one year later, their mother gave birth to twins, Gillian and Jennifer. Uh, when the twins were old enough to talk, they then, like began like identifying stuff that they had used to play with just mm. when they were like that their sisters had played with so the two new twins would be pointing out things that the two um sisters who had died used to play with and then they'd be like driving down the road and they'd like point to the school that they went to and stuff like that and be able to be like oh yeah we were there before or like um what be pointing out other like landmarks that they had been to with their parents before um and then because they died in a car crash, sometimes that they panic when they see cars, and on a couple of occasions they would shout, "That car's coming to get us again." I find it kind of hard to believe that she had two sets of twins. The first ones weren't twins. One was eleven, one was six, and then the second set, then the second kids were twins. Okay. So then, uh, after they turned five, the incidents became less frequent, and then they began to um, lead normal lives. But it is still can't be like. I suppose proven why they were able to tell like why they knew the toys that sisters used to play with and how they knew these like where mm. they went to school and like landmarks and stuff when their mother their mother and father would have never told them yeah because like the toy thing could, you could say coincidence but like yeah the landmarks and then being scared shitless of the cars yeah so that's kind of an unsolved mystery kind of a reincarnation the next one one thing that I just love love reading about the Bermuda Triangle oh yeah so it's that mysterious area um, where over like the past 500 years, airplanes and ships have just went missing. Um, it's also called the Devil's Triangle. So you know that you hear like planes are going missing in yeah. there and there's just nothing ever found with them. And then it's just like they have no explanation for it. Um, so a lot of theories have floated around about this. So like by scientists and experts such as UFOs to sea monsters. But like no one has ever been able to discover what this mystery is of why things go missing there and i think that's just baffling isn't it like how things go missing there and like what the fuck is there like somewhere it's meant to be near or what so the area um this area is um bounded by the british overseas territory of bermuda florida miami and united states so it's um and the american territory of puerto rico that's the kind of area it's in. Okay, so it's so over like, there. Kind so of like, over. kind of stay away from flying around that area. I mean, you'd, you'd want to anyway. I wouldn't be getting on any flights kind of around there. But yeah. then again, I don't know directly. Like, I know that says... I don't even know how big the triangle is. You know, I, I want to get kind of some dimensions on it. Uh, okay, so in 2007, I put this one in. This one, not particularly that interesting, but put it in because there's a link for us in it. Oh. Uh, in 2007, a girl was on a beach in British Columbia. Uh, a beach girl a beach girl uh, and she found a sneaker aka a runner a runner for our Irish listeners um, and then 
It says to her horror. As Jericho, she, was it? Jericho, or I would say kicks. Okay. And I, I actually don't know which piece it was. Um, to her horror. This is the most bizarre part for me. To her horror. Um, it as, was a dirty air force. As she opened up the sock. Like, if you find a washed up runner and there's a sock in it, why are you why opening are you up opening the it? sock? Why are you touching it? Anyway, as she opened up the sock, she found a human foot was inside. A severed human foot. Shark attack. Since then, a number of severed feet have washed <gasps> up on the same beach. Uh, I don't know what beach it is now. I'd love to find out. Um, doesn't some just on its own? Some and runners. The, um, the feet have been connected to five men, one um, one woman and three of unknown sex. Um, throughout the years, um, people thought like this was like a hoax, like people just throwing foots in there, foots, feet, foots. feet in there. Um, and so the case has never really been completely closed because they can't identify like from a foot what, how the person died. Yeah. And like, wh- why is this happening? And are people just like... Or if the person is dead. Um, so well, I'll tell you what the feet weren't connected to. Legs. That's the thing, though. Like, so I don't know why someone would like cut off their foot just to have a hoax. Like, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vancouver police <clears throat> managed to identify one foot in two thousand eight, and um, they matched their DNA to a man who was described as suicidal. And um, they were able, they were later able to match two other feet to a woman who, and um, was also believed to commit suicide. Jesus. Um, but like, how did it get off their body? I don't know, like, cause if you were like, if it was, if they threw themselves off a like a rock or something like that, and they hit the ground, but like, or hit the sea, they might break up. But then, I think unless like an animal got at them, but you know, raccoons. But the, how would it end up in the sea? This is the unsolved mystery. Yeah. Um, many speculate that the feet belonged to those who jumped off a bridge to their deaths, which would probably make sense if they were like jumping off um, however because of the rarity of only feet and no yeah. other body parts um, some people believe it was connected to a plane, pra- plane crash on a nearby island but then again you'd have to ask how again why only feet why only like, feet so this is the mystery only feet there's an axe murderer that's obsessed with feet now yep okay next up so in 1962 um, three Alcatraz prisoners escaped and were supposedly never seen or heard from again. So the three men were actually... In what year? In 1962. Oh. So like not that long ago really yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Um, the men were Frank Morris Oh. and then brothers John and uh, Clarence Anglin. A-N-G-L-A-N. So three brothers or two brothers and Frank? Two brothers and Frank. Okay. Um, they all got out together? Yes, but yep, so they all escaped together. So, um... They spent about six months carving a hole in their adjacent cells with knives that they got from like the food hall. Mm. And then Jesus. on then then what they used to do was they set off on water so they believe that they made a makeshift craft along the way. Now So they must have brought materials maybe from their cellars. But like how much time did they have to do this? Yeah. Um so later police would find um what they believed to be pieces of the raft floating in the San Francisco Bay. Um and then they also found one of the brothers' wallets. Um so how did they have their wallets? Did they not fucking take all their bit of longings? It could have been like something, just like identification or something. It did say wallet, but it could be like you know, like prisoner. Their prison yeah. wallet. Um. So they're basically around. France. Alcatraz scares me. Is it still operating? It is. I don't know about that now. That's something that I have to look into. But I'd love to watch a documentary about it. Yeah. Oh, that shit just fascinates Pretty me. Pretty scary. Um. So basically, they were like, okay, we think that the men have died. Like, there's just no way they would have. Um, survived the treacherous conditions in San Francisco Bay obviously, and also we found like some of the raft mm. but like their bodies were never recovered and they were just never found so then people are like maybe they actually fucking survived the thing yeah like another boat could have picked them up yeah or they could have just threw the raft into the bay when they were finished with it um, so some people think that they are living in Florida others think they're living in South America um, some people who actually know the Anglin family um, have reported that they see they saw two people resembling the brothers at the Spanish funeral. Yeah, defo. Like you'd see them around, and like people wouldn't say that. Like you're like fair play to them in the grave. Like uh, you're in there obviously for theory. It depends what they did though. I mean, yeah, like you know, you kind of if you're murderers, I'd be like ringing up and been like the lads are there. Oh, you're a rat, are you? Well, it'd be kind of scary in my life in case they did kill me. Yeah. Um. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. 
interesting one as well. Yeah. This one is really interesting now. Um, there's actually a documentary on Netflix um, about it. And I saw the documentary come up, um, mm. but I didn't watch it because I was like, I don't know what that's about. So it's called Who is D.B. Cooper? Have you seen the thing for it? I feel like I have. So this uh, I, I read this. This was one that was on multiple sites and I had never heard of it. So this basically revolves around a man who hijacked a plane. And basically he slipped a note to the air hostess and in the he was like, I have a bomb, I need two hundred thousand, I need um parachutes and I need like no one to give out you know, to give me. out to me and yeah. I need the plane to be refueled. I'll let everybody off and then when when we're refueling and I'll just keep the essential people on the plane with me. Yeah. So they basically rang the, they brought it to the captain the captain rang whoever he needed to ring and they were like we'll fully negotiate with them like however many people are on that plane so they landed the plane and then when they were refueling all the people got off mm-hmm. and was then, they panicked or they were just like we need to get off I think that no no so no one knew anything I think that they were just maybe they had landed in their designated okay. wherever they were going because yeah. it said that they kind of didn't alert anybody and then they took back up off into the sky after refueling and then so he took the cash he so another flight attendant bought the cash cash for the plane he took it back up he had all his demands and then he jumped out of the plane um though the fbi spent years searching for db cooper some agents um sorry how did he jump out of the plane parachutes but when they opened the door would they not have all been sucked out see this is what I was thinking, but maybe they just didn't go up high enough to do that. Like, I don't know. Like, if you're up in a plane, maybe it could have been a helicopter. Like, it might, they must have switched over to something. Like, this is my thing. Like, how on earth did they go up that high in an airplane? And did he jump How up? did he jump? Like, you always hear of if the doors are at an, or like a window break. he sucks the hell out. Everyone gets sucked out. Well, he hijacked a Boeing 727, which is a plane. Yeah. So how... Yeah, that's a really... So this is why I really want to watch a documentary because I'm yeah. like, how the fuck did they get away with it? So this is another thing um, that there's those people who were saying that there's absolutely no way he'd survive, survive that fall. Like, there's no way that he would make it out alive. Um, and, like, all he asked for was 200,000. So that was back in maybe 19... Like, that was back a couple like years ago, so it'd be worth way more now. But like, still, you'd be at least rounding it to one milli. Wouldn't you? Like, I'd be like, I wouldn't be jumping, like, I, I wouldn't even jump out of a plane if someone was giving, willingly giving me a million. And I would, I'd actually do it for 20 euro, I'd love to do it. <laughs> I think you actually yeah. have to pay now. I mean, you have to, you have to raise money for charity. Yeah. Too. Um. Okay, so in 1980, an eight year old boy um, discovered a portion of the ransom money because they were able to look at the. Like you know the, the code, code on it, yeah. um, and the it was able to show as well like they knew the code and the money, so they were able to see that the money had never been used. Yeah, because sure, like that would have all been tracked in the minute he went to use it. Yeah, so I don't know why. Like anyway, the money was never used, and then uh, this some this little boy found a chunk of the money, um, and then the case is like not only where is this. D.B. Cooperman, but who oh, the why? hell is he? Yeah. Like, no one knew who he was. Did he just do it to see if he could get away with like? Like, you'd think so, but, like, so the the mystery of this is they don't know if he survived it, they don't know who he is, they don't know why he did it. Yeah. And, like, how the fuck did he get away with it if he, did, if he is alive? Oh, my God. We need to watch that. Yeah, I really want to watch it. We should we should actually review that now. Yeah. Does. Um, we're nearly come to the end now, but... Um... On December 4th, a ship called the Mary Celeste was found abandoned and floating in the Atlantic Ocean. So um, it was full of cargo and um, it had everything was still equipped and untouched except for the lifeboat. So the people that were on board were never heard from again. So it was um, set sail from New York and was bound, it was going to Genoa in Italy. Is that Genoa? I think so. Um, in November 1872. So this is not there yesterday. No. Um, so it was the captain of the ship was Benjamin Briggs. And he, there were seven crew members with him. And then his wife and his two-year-old daughter were also on the boat as well. So the supplies were on the board, on on board, were set to last for six months. And there were, they had items with them like a sewing machine and a piano as well, which were pretty luxurious back in 1872. 
um historians uh, agree that like to abandon a ship like that some extraordinary circumstances must have happened and that they were just never heard from again and then the lifeboat was never found either so the ship was it was called the ghost ship so like did he normally travel with his wife and his child because that seems premeditated to me that like they were escaping well they could have been going to italy for a holiday Suppose, in, yeah. in 1872 I don't know but like the the fact that there was just like this ship was just found, found floating and they call it the ghost ship because no one was on board and everything was on there just untouched and they have no idea what happened to any of the crew members and also like dare I make like a broad assumption here I don't feel like back then they looked hard enough and like they didn't have the technology <laughs> sorry sorry guys but you didn't look hard enough Do you know there was no racial games back then and like they just didn't have the technology and stuff to actually go looking for them or the resources. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I don't think they even found Italy for a long time. Like at that time, people that still thought joke. that the the Earth was flat. Yeah, like so. I just think that they just kind of look around the boat and say, "Oh, these people are gone." This is a goat ship, and then people are like, "We're over here." No, <laughs> no, no, there's the a ghost, a ghost ship. This is a ghost. The people are gone, but it was ghost. This is a huge. This is the. I am the captain. Starboard. I am the captain now, but no, that's a she. What's a ghost? A ghost as well. Um, a ghost, a ghost tip. Anyway, um, but yeah, so a ghost ship. No one to ever be seen or heard from again. All dead, presumably. I feel like this. This is like what I've gathered in my head. This is the scene. Okay. This. They some like little ship is go- going by or little boat and they see this big cargo and it's like this isn't moving it hasn't moved in days or it would move because yeah because it's floating yeah yeah so they alert like the police the police come look around the ship and go nobody's on this and then they go they like there's the life boat is gone and then they go back to the office and this man has a big red stamp that says unsolved and he just goes unsolved and do you know what funnily enough um i'd say that's exactly what happened and then he put it into the filing cabinet closed it up and was like was like lads we, we did the best guys. we could and everyone on the boat is in the bottom deck we're like help <laughs> because everyone went down to play a game of cluedo and the door just locked behind them yeah no but where happened to the lifeboat though i don't know but maybe the ghost got it maybe <laughs> 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 the ghost gnawed the rope maybe the <laughs> I feel like everyone in the like detective unit got like two weeks on your leave straight after that for all their hard work looking around the boat. But like honestly God I need some answers. And I need them now. Well do you know who didn't? The police. Well They didn't care. Do you know who else needs answers? This next man, this is the last one and it's pretty weird. Oh god. So in December of nineteen forty eight we really are not not as far back. We're going but still back far. further and further, I think. Yeah. But that was the last one the one before was nineteen sorry, eighteen seventy two. Oh sorry. Yeah. We're, we're coming a little bit forward there. now. Okay. So uh, a man an unidentified man's body was found in um Adelaide, Australia. Right. And looking at him, everyone was like it looked like he died uh, of a natural death. There was no like bruises. He looks quite like at peace. And um, what age was the man? I did see a photo of him weirdly enough, and he was looked like maybe I'm gonna say thirties or forties. Was he dead in the photo? Um, yeah, like it was like a kind of a kind of black, uh, not a black and white photo, but like kind of like a kind of browny photo. And Old, yeah. yeah, but like you know, when you just know it's someone because their lips are like that. Their lips are sewed together. Oh yeah. But um, it was weird. Thirties or forties? No, I'm gonna say in his forties, not thirties. Right. Like in his forties, probably his li- middle late forties. Okay. But because he was unidentified, they couldn't. They the could kind of guess his age, but. Right. Um. So the coroner was actually not able to assess how he died. Like he he couldn't say what actually killed him. Um. And the man had no items on his person whatsoever, so they couldn't like define his identity. So then, as they were um doing further examinations they found a piece of paper with the Persian phrase Tamam Shud so T-A-M-A-M Shud S-H-U-D so I'm probably not pronouncing that right but Tamam Shud uh, was found sewn into the pocket of the man's trousers and this phrase loosely, trans- loosely translates to it is finished um, further prompting the public's belief that foul play was involved in this man's death 
So it was sewn into it. It was sewn into his trousers pocket. So no one knows how he died, but some people are led to believe that the man was actually a spy. Um and that he somehow this happened to him. They don't know like that that he was like on some sort of a spy mission and it's like it is finished and then he was then he died. I don't really understand that why people would think that but um so this case is completely they don't know who that man is, they don't don't know how he died, they don't know why that uh phrase was in his pocket, they don't know why it was a Persian phrase and they have no idea what it refers to and they still don't know who he is. And was he Persian? They don't know. Well they know well not by uh, looking at him. No. Dead. Yeah, so they don't know anything about him, how he died, who wrote that phrase. That's my biggest fear, kind of dying and <laughs> no one, like no having one not on yet. You, like, and then like no one looking for something you're missing. And it was his body was found on a beach, so he could have washed off. Well, because the body was pretty much intact, he would wouldn't have been in the water for very long, I would say, uh, or in the water at all. So maybe he was killed on the beach, or he just died on. Maybe he dropped out of a heart attack. Like in 1948, though, you'd think people like coroners be able to like diagnose heart, heart attack, yeah. yeah, like to see if there's a heart attack or not. But yeah, they couldn't find out how he died, and then that no kind of and this one, this case was on so many websites as well, and I'd never heard of it. That is just wild, though. Yeah, but that's all the unsolved mysteries I have. Have you got any, any thoughts or anyone? Like, do you know? It's a great, great topic, but it just kind of leaves you forlorn. I love true crime, true crime podcasts. Yeah. But can't stand the ones. No, not can't stand the ones, but the ones where you don't know who killed the person. I find so sad because just, just no justice. But like not even like who killed him. Like what the hell happened? There's a great documentary on Netflix called Unsolved Mysteries. There's two seasons of it. You should watch it. Oh my God. It's no, amazing. No, I get sick. It's, some of them are just, I was going to do some of them on this, but I was like, oh, better not because like, they're, like, they're probably so well known. But there's one about a French family and they went missing. Mm. Um, And their neighbours were like, uh, calling to their door, but like, where are you basically and um the police went in and searched the house and there was no one there everything had been packed up and taken off all the photos were taken off the walls and just had completely moved out and this is a very loose description of it because it's not on my list but um it's just from memory so the police searched the house nothing there mm. and then basically people are like that's not right like they wouldn't just up and left and not told anybody like there's just kids out of school and like there was i think there was five or six kids yeah and they had two big dogs as well and the dogs were also missing so they're searching again and searching again and then eventually i think it's the third or fourth time they searched the house they go outside and there's a decking yeah and so from the ground up there's a kind of a small um panel yeah and they open that panel and inside was the mother and all of the kids and the two dogs all in plastic bags Dead, dead murdered and the father was nowhere to be found so the theories are that the father was in money debt and he just didn't want to be bringing the shame on his family um so he killed them all and stood them all in there and he's still missing to this day no one knows like who kill yourself like his family are all dead and the dogs as well like so who they want to tell because probably the dogs would go sniffing yeah, and they'd probably, yeah, very true, they'd let everyone. But yeah, he is still missing, no one knows where he is, and they're still on the manhunt for him. Isn't that insane? Oh my god, Roshi, that's just really upsetting. Yeah, but if you do like uh, a document, I'm mad into true crime, but if you do like a documentary where it's kind of, you find out what happens at the end, there's this one called Catching Killers as well, and it is amazing. It's all about these detectives who literally spend years of their lives trying to catch these serial killers, and it is amazing. Very, yeah, very good. Doing your job. Can I just talk about one that's quite close to home? Yeah. The one with the Tipperary recently, where the two old people were found dead in their house. One was upstairs, one was downstairs, and like they weren't found for ages. Remember I this? vaguely remember like, this. Like a few weeks ago. No, tell yeah, me. Yeah, like I think it was Tipperary, and like. A week beforehand or something, they had like, sent their neighbours a note being like, 
or like you're moving to England, if you see people looking around the house, like don't worry. I think I did hear this. And then next of all, they were found dead in the house. And one was upstairs, one was downstairs. Yeah. And did it look like murder? I don't know. I don't know too much about it. I don't want to like offend anyone if they're listening, but. That's awful. How sad. And also, like, things like that, you're just like, what the fucking heck? Yeah, what could be happening? Like, these things are just... Or do you know, like, there's a lot of, with, like, farmers and stuff, like, where they're all, like, shooting one another over land and stuff. Like, I remember that family where, like, the father and the... The brother shot the father and his other brother and then went and shot himself. Like, it's so sad, like, for things Jesus like that. Jesus like, What could be going on in people's minds as well? It's scary. And, like, I just think that mysteries, I think that, like, stuff like this, like, grips me and, I, like, I enjoy listening to it. But at the end of the day, it's real. Like, yeah. this is literally someone's life. Yeah. But it's just, I just thought that would be an interesting topic. Cause it, it was very good. You really eerie. had me gripped. Um, You're very good at telling a crime story or two. Well, I will I will say, I, I'm, as we said, started this. I am a small bit scatty, so I'm sorry if it was a bit scat, besties. But no, I hope you all, was, I hope all enjoyed. I'm sure they did, because I, I thoroughly enjoyed Thanks a mil, Rob. You're welcome. Review of the week. Review of the week. Woo! Fantastic. That was a nice little end bit of it. You're really not doing a great job hiding the review. Did you see it? I can see it at the bottom of my eye, but I'm trying not to look. Sorry, well, you're going to see it now in a second, I know. <laughs> Routine is surprised me with the review of, this, review of the week this week, and it is a sauce. You do know it's a sauce. Yeah. So I said, I saw it down in my mum's bakery, and I said to myself, what the hell? No, sorry, we, <laughs> we call my mum's bakery. It's, she has a kitchen down there because she's a chef. It's not, yeah. it's not like a bakery, but it's her second kitchen. Yeah, and so don't be coming up looking for snacks. Don't be coming up looking for, like, cupcakes Big and stuff because you, you won't be getting anything no. like that. Okay, so this week, so what we're testing out is the waffles because we need something to dip the... As in potato waffles. Potato waffles. So this week we are reviewing curry ketchup. Oh, good God. And a mild curry ketchup. Is it in date? It is. It is, yeah. Yeah. Now, it just looks kind of old. Yeah. But that's the kind of brand in there. No, but also the fact that you said you found it. You know, I'm thinking, how long is it there? Do you know that kind of way? It's actually not outdated next month, so we're going good. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Curry ketchup. So ketchup that tastes like curry, I assume? Yeah, I suppose that kind of... So let me tell everyone, it's a by a I'm so brand excited. called Kania, K-A-N-I-A. I think it's like a little Tesco fra- um, sauce. Oh. Um. So what curry I'm going to do is I'm going to get you to hold a quick the, little plate. Yeah. And then I'm going to... Listen to this first quarter. Oh, oh. you can't. Kind of brown, kind of red. It looks exactly like the sweet curry from McDonald's. I don't know if anybody else knows what that looks like. It smells like sweet curry from McDonald's. It smells exactly like sweet curry from McDonald's. It's, it's in this shade mild, um, or in the flavor okay, mild. Dip your little thing in. I'm gonna go have a go at the first time. Okay, hang on. No, I'm waiting for you. Sorry, now I do love a potato waffle as well. No, I do love a potato waffle. Okay. Okay, I'm dabbing it in. Cheers. Can I just smell it once more? Okay. Kind of like smells like marmalade. It kind. Of, I think maybe that's because it does. It kind of mixes with the waffle potato waffle. Okay. Okay. Ready? ready? One, two, three. Mmm. It is exactly like sweet curry from McDonald's. What the hell? I don't know what to think or do. <laughs> so, to the listeners. If if you haven't tasted sweet curry from McDonald's, it tastes like curry. I can't really taste it for some reason. It's cold, obviously, and it's very very sweet and kind of has more like a, not a jelly consistency, but it's thicker than like ketchup. It's definitely like good sweet curry. It's definitely a sweet curry, mm-hmm. but it's not as flavoursome as the McDonald's one. No, that has more of a like can I have a bit more of course let's go the review's going well because Amy wants more so talk us through your thought process on it so like what would you like to have this way are you liking it so you it? see I have a cold curry at home but it's McDonald's squeezy curry okay and I absolutely love that because it's exactly like McDonald's curry but like it's just um like not not McDonald's the golden arches it's McDonald's the curry brand yeah but Like, this is different because it's obviously sweet. 
Mm-hmm. Where is that? And just it's curry. very sweet, you know. So, again, the name of this is curry ketchup. And we are dipping it into potato waffles. Now, like, I love it right now, but I don't think I'd go and, like, buy something. Or I don't think I'd be like, oh, do you know what? I'll put on that. The cur- curry ketchup. I think I would, you know. I think if I was having these again as a little snack, I'd go get this curry ketchup. This is also the mild one. There's also a spicy one down there. Can you taste the spicy one? Yeah. Okay, so I'm back in the room with the spicy curry ketchup, okay? That's your one. I'm just going to shake it. Now, I'm more excited about this roast. Now, both would, well, I don't know where this one, but the other one, like, would be nice with a nuggy. Oh, yes, I can imagine with a little nuggy. So, again, guys, same colour, kind of a light brown, kind of a sticky, kind of a more of a, what kind of texture would you call that? Thick. Thick, yeah. Okay, here we go. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's too. It's disgusting. Oh my god. <laughs> it tastes like a brown shoe. For some reason. Oh my help for some reason. Wait, dip the other one again. Quick roasting. Ah! My, my mouth is It's get- not one bit spicy. It's my, disgusting. My mouth is getting assaulted. Oh my god, that is actually harmful. <laughs> that needs to be taken off the market and quick. Oh my god. I'm so sorry I even brought that up. Like spicy? She is nothing of the sort. I don't know who told her she was spicy, but she's not. But what she is is a catfish. She's disgraceful. Throw her in the bin. Can I say spicy? What part of that is spicy? One thing that's okay. Wait, now there's a tiny bit of spice. I'll tell you what's spicy: her attitude. <laughs> Your attitude <laughs> because because what is wrong with her? Okay, so let me tell you guys. Reel it in. The curry ketchup mild is nice. It does exactly what it says in the tin. It's like, um, you know, the ketchup is kind of ha- has a little bit of a sweet taste, and then that's what it's bringing to the curry. That's really yeah. that's that's really the only ketchup be that I'm getting is the sweetness. Be <laughs> the ketchup be that <laughs> the ketchup be itty bitty you mean? Like it's giving cold. It's giving gloopy. It's giving mm-hmm. sweet sugar mixed with cold curry. Like it's giving everything you would think it would be. Yeah, exactly. And not very appetizing but by the sound of that. But No, but like fine with the bit of But waffles. it doesn't look appetizing either. It's coming out but what sauce looks appetizing? Taco. Yeah. Garlic. We could yeah, I mean we could hear all day. I'm <laughs> definitely wrong, do you know? Do you know but, I don't want Okay, so Well like if you got if you for some crazy reason you live near McDonald's and like you want you want to bring your McDonald's home, you don't want to eat it in the car. And you brought your nuggets, and you're like, oh my god, they didn't give us a dip. And you had that in your if you cupboard, had you're winning. Curry ketchup mild. If I had, if I drove 25 minutes home with my nuggets, and I absolutely needed a spice, a sweet curry, and all I had was curry ketchup spicy, I'd be driving back 25 minutes. I would be switching off this thing. I'd rather throw the nuggets straight in the bin. Or okay. eat them dry. So oh, eat them dry, hundred percent. So curry ketchup mild, I would give it a strong maybe six or seven. What would you? I'm going to give it a five okay. because I don't hate it. I don't love it. Okay. Yeah. It's not as nice as the McDonald's. No, it's not as nice as McDonald's, but I would definitely consider dipping a waffle into it again. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Um, curry ketchup spicy. I, would I like it off the market. Say immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I would I'm actually like... going to write to Caveat. <laughs> I would actually ring. I would ring. Extremely offended by the curry ketchup. Who spice. who can we ring to to, to prevent anyway? The, the word spicy is just misleading. Misleading, irrelevant. I'm gonna give it as I would give it a zero. I'm gonna give it a zero. Oh, I'm actually gonna give it a minus two. <laughs> I just think like from the moment it touched my tongue, I wanted my tongue to come out. When I first put it in my mouth. I thought to myself, shit, somehow I'm after getting an old sleeve of an old jumper that's been left out in the rain for six months in my mouth as well. Yeah, like... But no, it I, was the sauce. All I could think about was that I was drinking rainwater from a brown shoe. <laughs> yeah, you did And it was brown, the shoe. I could see it. Like, mm, when I got, was, and, okay, so so no hate. Except no the, extreme except, hate. <laughs> except a little bit of hate. This curry ketchup spicy is not for us. We don't like it. The curry ketchup mild would have it again. Thumbs up. In in a certain occasion. But that is just our honest and real opinion being put out there. 
We may take a picture of the two and put it on our Instagram. Yeah, and if, and if you ever come across the curry ketchup and spicy and you like it, that's no problem with there's something wrong. Okay, besties. So it is now time for your agony aunties. Um, Amy, would you like to start off with the agony auntie question? I would, Roshan, and thanks for having me back on Agony Auntie. Sorry that I didn't buzz in with the intro. I was going to be choking. <laughs> this is the thing. Sometimes when Amy's choking, my thing is when people choke around me, I panic. I don't know what to do, so I just look at them with a blank face. So this time she carried on with the intro. So I just blo- I just look at them with a blank face and like, are they okay? Obviously they're not okay. She's going blue in the face. <laughs> but go on. Okay. So I'm doing the main question and then Roshan's going to do a tarot reading. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, okay, it's a long one, so buckle up, bestie. Oh, All right. geez, yeah, I'm ready. Scott's about to close the laptop. <laughs> a little bit of, um, a bit of context here. Okay. You know, so which I appreciate, mm-hmm. you know. So, the question is, one of my friends only invites me places at the last minute, as in, she is already there and will text me to see if I want to come, with no previous notice. I feel like she is just texting to say she invited me knowing I won't come with such short notice. Should I let it go at the risk of sounding crazy, or should I say something? Um, I would... 100%. I, uh, that is a tough one, isn't it? I feel like we've all been there. 100%. We've all either been the friend who invites at last minute, or we've been the friend who gets invited. Yeah. And, like, it kind of depends on that friend. Like, are these things, like, the things that just happen and then she, the person goes with the flow and then asks them when she's there? Or if it's planned things and then she asks her? Like, I also feel kind of like if, you know, do you ha- how how often do you hang out with this person? Like, I think like, it's so rude. I'm also kind of a bit baffled by this, the question because, like, how long is it, how often is it happening if it's an issue? Do you know what I mean? Like, how what did she say she said it sounds like it's reoccurring like it like you wouldn't write in if it happened once so i just think it's so rude because like they are just texting you just to say they invited you like if they wanted you to go you would be like the first or second person they text they would invite you into the group chat like to be like like oh I'm going here on Saturday like like take us on Wednesday or at least the day before you'd be involved in the planning of it if yeah. you were yeah but then also like is it a, a group of people that you don't know like and like I don't know there's no no I'm trying to think no, of, I I'm trying to think of the girls the, uh, the other girls kind of coming from another side but I think it's just mean it's mean but like for the answer, I don't know what to say because yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm kind of like words. fuck you or tell them to go fuck themselves and like don't bother. But like in another light, it's like maybe you should like be like, hey, this this is way too short notice. I this is what I would do if they did it again and they said, hey, um, we're all down the park. Are you? Do you want to come down? I'd be like, hey, th- this is really short notice. I would have really liked to come and I'd appreciate. The next time, if you could at least give me, like, as soon as you know you're going, can you let me know? Yeah. Because, like, there's also, like, maybe it was a last-minute plan. And, but, like, while they're getting ready to go or while they're walking down, they could text her or ring her and say, this is where we're going. But, like, you're already there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it does sound like it's just texting for the invite. But also, like, I think that definitely, I think definitely say it to your friend because, like, if you say this to her, like, she could completely, like, be like, oh, God, I'm really sorry. I just didn't realise that. Like, I was kind yeah. of texting you when I was there because, like, it's de- like, it might not be out of malice. It might just be out of just, like, no, um... Forgetfulness. But that's still so mean. Or, um, obliviousness is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Like, she might just have not... But it's so like, hard being the friend that, like, they don't think about. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a, you're an afterthought. Is every other friend there, though? Like, or is she, is she writing, writing notes people at last minute as well? Yeah, I don't know. See, that's the, the thing. So if it's, like, just you, that's hurtful. And definitely I would bring it up for her. Because even if it's, like, something, like, <laughs> you don't want to hang out with this person again and, like, like you're like, oh, what's the point? I'd still have come to say to that person, and like, look, I don't care if you never invite me anywhere again, but this is fucking rude, and you should never be treating someone like this. Yeah. Like, I don't want like, to be... 
It's so different if, like, say, one the one girl puts it up on her Instagram story that she's somewhere, and then the other girl texts and says, "Where? Oh, hey, where are you?" And then she's like, "Oh, I'm here. Do you want to come?" That's fine. That's yeah. different. But like, for the girl not to know anything about it, and then for you to just text her and say, "Oh, I'm here. If you want to come." Like that's not also fair. if you want to come is not a nice invite. I hate if you want to come. Yeah, it's just a slap in the face, isn't it? I always make a conscious effort to try not to say that to people. Yeah, like even like in a nice way. I think it's not as a nice thing to say. No, it's like, like, I'd like really I, love I'd you like to you come. to come. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and like this is not me saying that the other friend has to invite her or do you know what I mean? And you're entitled to drop friends and like. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, things like that happen. Or, like, I think everyone deserves an excuse. Like, no one deserves to be fucking flat out ghosted or cut out. But, yeah, I just I just think I wouldn't stand for it. No. I would 100% just say to the friend and then, like, by her answer, either way or no. If she's like, ah, look, like, if things like this happen, like, I'll, you know, like, like it, either way, you're going to know. Because if she does it again, you'll know. And if she doesn't, You'll she you'll know that it was just kind of a mistake on her end, and she actually wants to there. It could she could just be that kind of person who it doesn't mean a lot for her to be invited early. Like she could be a person who, if someone texts her on the day, she doesn't care and she wouldn't think twice about. It. So yeah, you have to kind of come you up do from have that to angle as well. And say that's not the way I roll. Like yeah. I'd appreciate this. And, and if like, it's hopefully weird, she'll learn from that. Yeah, but and if it's the way that she rolls as well, the uh, the girl texting has to kind of appreciate that as well. You know? Yeah, like it's kind of like boys can have to come to a, gr- a common ground on it. But if it was me, I'd tell them to run their invite up into their hole, personally. Well, I mean, Bestie, you can always go that avenue. You, would, would you mind if she used that phrase? Oh, yeah. It's a it's a direct quote. So the Bestie's question is, will I succeed in my desired career? Okay. So I'm just shuffling this. Oh. It's been really One fast. popped out. Let's go again, one maybe. Yeah. No, use it. Okay. So what? Don't go yet. One popped out straight away, besties. I hadn't even got the first shuffle done. Now that's a sign. So it was eager. So it's Eight of Swords. Mm. Now you opened it last week exactly on the... On the card that it was. I believe it was the Nine of Wands, was it? Okay. Feel like you're trapped in a hall of mirrors. Overwhelmed, confused, paralyzed with your indecision and a loop of overlapping inner monologue. What a Monday. I mean, it's Tuesday, besties. But you know, take mm. it on board. It might feel like you're stuck in the mud and have no options, but this isn't the case. There are escape routes. You just might have to change your point of view in order to see them. Or perhaps more accurately, you might have to book up and accept them. (gasps) Buckle up and accept them, besties. Give your screaming brain a pacifier. Proceed one step at a time and take your power back rather than go uh, go playing the victim. Being powerful is much more fun, plus it comes with way better um, overlapping, if, sorry, plus it comes with way better overlapping inner monologue. So then the quote at the bottom of it is, I liberate my thoughts from that limiting box and entertain even radical sounding ideas. I have nothing to lose except that box, but it wasn't doing me any favours anyway. So the question mm. being, will I succeed in my career? Yeah. So this kind of is coming from a um, what it's basically saying here is that like this person's trapped in their head and they're they've got the same thoughts going all the time. So maybe they're in their career and they feel like they're not getting anywhere. But mm-hmm. this is basically saying you just need to stop putting blocks up for yourself because you're just thinking the same negative thoughts over and over again and it's not going to get you anywhere. So what it's saying is you need to change your point of view in order to see them, um, and then just try calm your 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 screaming brain. It says. And proceed one step at a time and take your power back and then you'll be able to move forward. Right. Kind of feel like it's speaking to me at this point in my life, Roshan, with yeah. the, the job search, you know? Well, maybe this is what this kind of bestie is looking for as well. She said desi- in her desired career, so it doesn't say what career, if she's in that career right now. Mm. So maybe the inner monologue has been like, you know, you're never going to get there or, you know, you're not moving you're not progressing like I thought you would. So this is kind of just saying, you know, chill out for a little minute. Yeah, you could be blocking your yeah. own path. Because I think that when you want something so bad and you're not getting it, you turn to just frustration and negative thoughts and that's not going to... Backing up with the manifesting, you have to believe it's going to happen and you have to be coming from a positive mindset. Mm-hmm. And that is so hard, besties. I mean, the last week... Like, I've been thinking of manifesting a lot and, like, there's some things I'm like, why isn't that working? But it's because I don't really truly be- think I be- I 
deserve them. Yeah. And also, there's some negative thoughts that are blocking them as well. So it's never going to happen if you're thinking negatively about it. No, you have to truly believe. Yeah. You can have faith beliefs. Yeah. So I think at this one, it's kind of, it's not as straightforward as last week's one. Last week's one pretty much told us exactly. Yeah. Um, But I could pull it's it. It's kind of giving you the, the tools to get your answer. I could pull another one now and see. Okay. Pull mm. another one. See what she says is bro. Okay. Right, so here we go, shuffling besties. Will I, what is it? Will I succeed? Will I succeed in my desired career? Hmm. Oh. oh. That one at the end jumped out. King of Pentacles. Pentacles? Yeah, Pentacles. Is that like tentacles? Like an octopus? So I'm just looking for this in the small King book here. King of Pentacles. That's masculine energy here, mm-hmm. So... King of Pentacles, funnily enough, is the last description in the entire book. Okay. Pull up a throne, don a velvet cape, and join the KOP in his favourite pastime, King of Pentacles. Eyeballing your accomplishments. This master of material realm represents the ultimate job well done. You have lots to be proud of, so don't be shy about showing yourself some love. And appears you have lots to look forward to especially in the realm of manifesting some awesome shit keep we setting just your talking s- about manifesting. just talk about manifesting keeping keep your keep setting your sights on what you want and there's a good chance you'll get it not a bad skill to have on your resume also crowns never hurt an image saying at the end is watch me as i make stuff happen that's even more impressive than the stuff that's already happened now that's a lot clearer there so i think two of these together the first one is kind of like okay you're blocking your own way mm-hmm. chill out try just going forward not focusing for right now not focus on anything other than kind of getting yourself into a positive mind space mm-hmm. or a headspace and then the king of pentacles is telling you that you're um you have lots to be proud of and don't be don't be shy about think that you're amazing and show yourself some love because you deserve it and it appears you have lots to look forward to especially in the realm of manifesting some awesome shit so your awesome shit is on its way but you really have to just be in that positive mindset manifesting it mm-hmm. just what we said kind of i think i was talking about it and then the king of pentacles kind of jumped right out do you know what's kind of jumping out to me in that whole thing you struggle to say especially yeah i can't say especially you put an x in there especially and there's also something today that i was trying to say um not to call you out ro but you do say especially yeah and i also say nego- i can't say nego- negotiation negotiation you just said it first negotiation 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 yeah Mm, like I was saying today I couldn't say it but there I can say it now there's something else you say weird but I can't think of it right now well tune in next week for things Roshan can't say I mean best can't say <laughs> but bestie we hope that was a two character for you mm. um, so we hope you got some clarity on the second one because the first one was kind of telling you what to kind of do didn't really give you a question on your answer the second one kind of gave you the question the answer yeah even yeah, so you got the answer and how to get there. So you're welcome. So do it whammy. Jesus. So bestie, get on that positive thinking cap and, and start manifesting shit. Bye, bestie. Ah, besties, can you believe it's the end of another episode? Eh? I absolutely can't. And do you know what? This is episode, the current one 22. now we're recording. It's, yeah, in the 20s. Like, that's a lot of episodes. Besties, you better buckle up for the bonus because she's lit. Also, I can't wait to, I know that you're editing it, but I can't wait to hear it all in its entirety. I'd say it goes downhill and quick. I'd just like to give you the sneak peek of um how bad it got. I've saved it as bonus episode. That's how <laughs> drunk I was. So, do you know? Do you know? I hope you're ready for the bonus episode because that's kind of the best episode you can hope for. The bonus episode. Um, but yeah, that's it, besties. Thanks for tuning in with us for another week, hanging in there. It's great to hear your responses. 
Yeah, we are getting great responses. Keep them now. coming. Yeah, we do love it. We, as we always say, we love these interaction with us. Yeah, I'm mean, really do. We're getting some good like questions and stories and stuff, and we're actually getting some good questions for the tarot cards. We're loving People that. People seem to like the tarot. Yeah, cards. so we are going to pop another question box for that. So do yeah. ask us your questions. Yeah, and the best thing you can do for us is to tell somebody, refer the podcast to a friend. Yeah, Re- um, leave a five star review. Yeah, we'd love subscribe that. to us, guys. Absolutely. And yeah, that's all from us, besties. Hope you have a great week and bye, Bye, bestie. bestie.